Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go! You <laughs> are listening to DMVR uh, pregame show. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. <laughs> Everyone's go to spot for burritos. Buddies and beers. Welcome back, bro. Hey, man. Hey, let me say this. For my first you, I think I nailed it. It was good. Not bad. Like, good. We, didn't, we, didn't re- we didn't rehearse. Nope. We yeah, didn't like we didn't rehearse that. Yep. They got that live and direct. It was so energetic. Somewhere Soldier Boy is watching. He said, Damn, that was a good you. You know, like a year ago I would have I would have been like, haha, very funny. But there's actually a chance that Soldier <laughs> Boy is watching like, this. Could no be. And he's loving your haircut. <laughs> oh, thanks, Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you think Soldier Boy. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome back, Unc. Yeah. What's it been like? You just got back to town, what, Monday? Yeah, man, Monday evening. Great bye week. Missed you guys. Missed you, Loved being home. Yep. Got to go to my local eateries. Got to take the boat out, smoke a cigar at Churchill Smoke Shop. Shout out to the fam at Churchill Smoke Shop, Jackson, Mississippi. Loved it, but you know, the bye week is just that. It's just a week off. You got to come right back at it, and we're back. We're here. We're working. Can we have an off-season content piece where Jake and RK go to Mississippi with Uncle Neely? So dig this. Bro, <laughs> Someone go. put that in a comment on a video I produced while on the bye week and said that you guys, first they offered that if CU's bye week mm. lines up with Jackson State having a home game, that you guys got to come oh, back to Jackson with me. That'd be but they amazing. said if that doesn't happen when the schedule's come out, someday this summer yes. we got to go to Jackson. I want that so badly. They'll yeah. take you guys to Stamp Burgers, man. It's going to change your life. Let's go. Hell Can't yeah. Can't wait, man. What's practice been like this week? How's the vibe of the team? So, you know, the vibe of the team is strong. Uh, let me let me say this. You know, I took my time coming back from the bye week, so I missed Sunday and Monday practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I was working. <laughs> Tuesday was the off day. We practiced today, Wednesday. I would say energetic practice, you know, um, probably taking some time for the guys to get back into the rhythm, you know, coming off that bye week. Uh, but I, I think, you know, Arrow pointing up energy-wise, working on some new schemes. You know, Coach Prime – well, let me change that. It's not new schemes. Here's something Coach Prime wants, uh, particularly out of defense, guys. Let's focus on the things that we do well. Let's focus on the things that we do great. It reminds me of that, that old Bruce Lee quote, that I don't fear the man who practices a thousand kicks. I fear the man who practiced one kick a thousand times. And so there are mm. some things that we do damn well on defense. And if we just focus on those things, I think we can stop giving up some of these big plays. 
just create some more turnovers like you were earlier in the year, man. <sighs> Got to do it, man. We were leading the nation at one point in turnovers, yep. you know, and uh, Cam <clears throat> was leading the conference in, 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 in INTs, and it just disappeared. Yep. Yep. And he was disappeared. he obviously wasn't out there last game, which which hurt. Um, and that kind of goes back to it's so weird how often this comes up. I don't plan for this to come up, but it goes up back to what we were talking about with a playoff rotation, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. It's like you can almost have your playoff rotation of plays. Um, and we always draw it back to the NBA, which will be a, a topic of today's show. Yeah. But it's like you by the end of the season, you have your sets yep. that you're going to go to in a big moment. And you have your players that you want on the field for those moments. I think that's what we're trending towards. And one of these games is going to be an upset because of that. Because they finally found the perfect mix of guys that they want on the field. And, and they have the right mix of calls that they want to make when those guys are out there. And it's got, man, got fish bumping you again because yep. you nailed it. And, it. and the thing is, RK, it's got to happen early. As, as in the production of that scheme and those, that personnel. Because it's almost like baseball. You can have a kick-ass pitcher, but if he continues to see the entire lineup every time he's pitching, well, they know what's coming. Yep. And so on one of these third downs is when we got to produce that turnover. Yep. It can't get into the third quarter and we finally do it because they know what you're doing now. We got to come out early, often, man, get some early turnovers, score off those turnovers. You know, what What happened to the, the shallow pick six, man, like Colorado State? We got to get that back. Yeah. We got to get that back. Yep. Uh, according to the commenter here, Cam is actually still leading in INTs. He has not Great. been passed. Good. Hopefully. Love to hear it. Good. I hope he is, man. Good. And he, you, you know, shout out to UCLA, who I know is watching this. They're going to see a lot of Cam this weekend. Let's go, Let's man. Let's go. He's been heavily involved in the schemes. Sounds like the team is as healthy as they've been, though. You know, guys, we talked about that, I guess, somewhere after Oregon and, and you know, after Travis wasn't quite back yet that we were looking forward to after the bye week that at least on paper we were going to be the best we've been all season meaning our experience you know has has peaked and guys who were out were injury are now back and back in game shape so personnel wise going into UCLA and beyond you got to like what we have we just got to get it to play to play together for all three phases of the game for all four quarters of the game but there's no more oh if we only had this guy you know, it would have been different. Yep. Whoever that guy is, is back now. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah, um, can't wait. We had Coach Brew and Michael Harrison Brew. after practice today. Um, what a kind. I don't think we learned too much from them. We okay. didn't get Zay also. We were supposed to get Zay yesterday. Mm -hmm. Never got him today. He's, do he's dodging you guys like he's he dodging is. defenders. Yep. <laughs> um, Coach Brew... <laughs> I have to say, Go ahead. I was talking to uh, Kurt Dog. So we call yeah, him? I call him Kurt Dog, yeah, man. We were talking Kurt to Snyder. Kurt, I was talking to Kurt Dog yesterday, <laughs> and uh, I was just recalling some of the like, like the players actually used to just like dodge the media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was like a normal thing. Um, like these players actually embrace what being in front of the camera does for their their celebrity and their mm -hmm. brand and all of that. But like, I was just laughing thinking about it, like. Paul Richardson, who you guys have probably heard of, played in the NFL mm -hmm. for several years. Um, he holds a lot of records at CU. Would legitimately, so you know the the bottom practice fields? Yeah. He would exit the far northwest corner of the practice fields, which okay. is as far away from the media as you can possibly get. And like he would be scheduled to talk, and then he would just sneak out oh, the he very- he was totally avoiding Yes, yeah, so he would yeah. sneak out the back and, and then go, and they would like, I would literally watch it and then like like some like SID assistant would come over and be like, 
hey, um, P. Rich actually uh, had another engagement. I'm like, I just watched it. <laughs> yeah, he was totally avoiding. Oh yeah, no, he yeah. he wasn't. Because that's a long way shy around. about. Oh, that's what I mean. Like he added like a half a mile to yep. his walk yep. back to the locker room. Easily just... a half a mile. Like <laughs> you got a not a won't do, not a won't do. You got you you just what a move to avoid it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a long walk, and then you got to go up the hill still. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So oh, these yeah. guys, these guys are great when it comes to that, and I'm yeah. only joking about that. But that's part of, you know, what Coach Prime has put together with his openness, with you know the pregame show, reach the people, well off media. These guys have like day to day media training without realizing they're having day to day media training. Yeah. So when the outside press shows up, man, they embrace it. They know what it means to their brand to tell their story, to share their narrative, and then you know they get to where they trust certain members of the media because certain members of the media have proven that they have the program or the individual's best interest at heart. You still have those reporters, whether it's in the name of journalism, have a negative slant to what they're asking or what they're trying to, you know, write about. And those guys know to kind of shut it down with those types. Yep. Without being told to. You know, they they're they're young adults. They're learning. Did we ever get that Denver Post column on Tad Boyle and Coach Prime? I never I don't know. I don't read the Denver Post. So That's I true. Know. But <laughs> I feel like we would have seen that headline I, come across too. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Maybe I'll do some digging later. Uh, all sure. right. Did you have something else? <laughs> no, I was oh, just okay. saying sure about his research. Oh. Like, <laughs> like he's not going to do it. I might. Uh, Coach Brew. Got nothing but time. He still talked about Stanford a bit, just how they didn't play a full 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, said that he really felt they had more talent. They should have won that game. Absolutely. I mean, not stuff that we haven't already discussed. Uh, he talked about the bye week, though, and he Wait, said that... can I make one point about that game? Yeah, go for it. They did go up 29-0. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as bad as the collapse was, they also showed that they can dominate that. Mm-hmm. Team. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, as I was watching UCLA do it to them... They were dominating the yeah. first half, literally. I was like, they did the same thing to them for half the game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it would be a lot more concerning to me if they just got beat straight up. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, if from the beginning of the game, it was a little tug of war, this, but, and then yeah. they just fell the, apart the, at the end. The and Oregon lost. loss and the Stanford loss are two different things. Yeah, Absolutely. So, while, like I said, while I was watching US, UCLA run up the score on Stanford, I'm like, well, I'm not learning. It's not like you watch and you're like, wow, we lost to this team and they're mm-hmm. beating them like this. It's like, well, we were doing that too. We just somehow screwed it up. I don't know. It's just something that I, that I, I felt think was important. I think that's a killer yeah. point, man. Yeah. You know, it was 29 to 0, which means. We can score 29 unanswered points. Like our defense can hold people to zero and a half. When you look at, I know you're going somewhere. But no, I'm gonna hop good. on that. When you look at statistically what our defense has, has given up, you know, leading the nation in, in yards, you know, surrendered, I challenge you go back and look at certain games and take away those two big plays. Yeah. And it's and, not a 430 yard game. It's like a 300 yard game. We gave up a 90 yard run, you know, yeah. something crazy. And it's just a, it just shows the volatility of the team, mm-hmm. right? They are capable of beating Stanford 29 0 and a half. Sure. And as we learned, they're also capable of losing to Stanford by 29 points. Which and makes a half. these last five weeks very interesting. Yep. Which team shows up? That's, and, and that's exactly it. If you get first half Stanford team against UCLA, they can beat them. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you get the other side, well, you know, any of these games, you're going to get killed. First half Stanford team, we win the next three games in a row. Yeah. Like, easily. First half Stanford team is the best team we saw since TCU. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said yeah. that. Yeah. Like, we, we re-roll out the next three games, man. Yep. Uh, Coach Brew was asked about the bye week, if it was tougher coming off a loss like that uh, than otherwise not. 
he uh, really uh, spoke about just Coach Prime and what he's able to do and his ability to keep people focused and, mm -hmm. you know, try to preach the mindset, what it should be after that. He said that's the lead they all follow. He does an amazing job of educating our players of the key components that are going to allow us to win football games, and hopefully we carry them into this week. Um, kind of talked about – go ahead. On that, on that tip, that Coach Prime getting people to buy in, getting people to believe – there's no better example than, than we witness when we do these shows and we're at games and meeting people. Here was a 1-11 team. Now we're four wins on the book. And in the process of getting those wins, made you believe so much that you were confused when we lost mm -hmm. and confused when we lost again. Like you forget about the 1-11 program because you're all in on the belief. I was telling some folks, you know, Jake and I were talking to outside. Like, we haven't lost believers. We may not have gained more new believers recently with these past couple of losses. But the people on board on board, they're not doubting it. Because yep. Yep. they know the programmatic organizational changes that have taken place and are continuing to take place that are just going to bowl so well for us, not just the rest of this season, but next year. Um, Coach Brew was asked if he's noticed a change at all in the focus uh, or the mentality coming back uh, after the loss. And he said... It's got to hurt. It's got to hurt you to the core of who you are. It's got to hurt you to the bone of who you are. Mm -hmm. When you lose a football game that we should have won, um, I truly believe we had better talent on the field than Stanford did. And to your point, you said we were up 29 nothing at half and that, and just didn't finish. So, I guess I'm cut out to play for Coach Brew because it hurt me to my core and hurt me to my bones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was painful, man. It was um, painful. He was asked to... Someone, someone was here last night for the game, and they were like, they're like, I love your guys' show. Man, I watched that last post-game show. You were so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was Do you remember when we passed sad. each other in the hallway post-game? I was going to the coach's locker room, and you were making your way to the press room. And, like, we looked at each other, just looked down. We, did, we didn't have words. Like, yeah. hey, where you headed? Like, I, man, I, I'm going somewhere. Like, yeah, that just happened, man. That was, And it seems so long ago. It does. But the reality is with the bye week – particularly with the coaches and their press conferences and the team team meetings, you really hadn't had a chance to discuss it because mm -hmm. you, we, we left, you know, rolled right into a bye week. So it is the most recent game, so it's still worthy of discussion. That was me after the game, standing right under the goalpost that they kicked the game-winning field goal through and just straight up into the press conference room right <laughs> yes. after. Just nothing, just straight up. No handshakes, man? Nope. Didn't say hi to anyone, just walked straight up. <laughs> Uh, Coach Brew was, uh, I can't remember what year it was, when he took over at Minnesota. He took over a 1-11 team also. He did. Uh, brought them to 4-8, and 5-7, and seven, something like that. So he was asked about that, if this is like a similar situation. Um, he said there's a level of comfort, a level of understanding, expectation, um, and just consistency in performance and having pride in your performance. That's something that he preached back then. Um, should be something he's seeing now. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? Um, he said, Coach Prime does a great job of laying out what it's going to take to win each week. Just, again, asking about moving on, moving on to UCLA. He said they're a hard, tough, physical, defensive football team. Um, I can't remember who their defensive coordinator is, but he talked about him and how much better he's done. He talked about Chip Kelly, what he's done at now his sixth year at UCLA and how he's really built a program, and that's kind of what's happening here. We're in the mm -hmm. beginning stages of building a program. Yep. Um... That's about it. He was asked, you know, they had a hot start, right? What was it? 3-0? 4-1? 3-0. And if 
that is just the sign of what's to come. And if he's seeing in the players that this is the beginning of the process, he said, uh, you know, you see me smiling right now, but patience is not a word we allow. We're not going to be patient. We want to win. We want to win now. Yeah. One of Coach Bruce's best and favorite quotes of mine is time in football, time is the enemy. Like you never have the time yep. you think you have. Uh, it's always a minute closer to the game. You're like, you, you can't wait to hit the switch. You got to, as he said, strike to match. You got to strike to match now. It's kind of life. It is. Yeah, like it's so easy to think you have time for things and then all of a sudden you look months up go by and yeah. you're like, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, really quick, on Baru and just his vibe, and uh, th this goes to you, Unk, as well. Um, when we sat down with Coach Brew in Fort Worth in the team hotel, mm -hmm. he was... I mean, dripping with confidence. Yeah. It, it, it was just like he had this aura about him that, you know, I, I, we've talked about it since then. I told you I had friends text me like, oh, we're winning after they saw that. Is that still is that vibe still in the building? Like uh, of we are going to win? Not I think if it we is. Win? I think it is with the leadership. You know, Jake and I, we were coming from Boulder to the studio today. You have this upper tier and I'm talking about the players. You know, you got Shadour, you got Travis, you got Shiloh, uh, you got Bishop Thomas, you know, you got uh, uh, Dylan Edwards. You have this upper tier, right? Then you have this tier right up under them of guys that are, you know, just as hungry but may not have the skill set or experience. But the truth is, after that, you got a significant drop off, you know, in in talent and experience and in and in even in belief, where the other guys, even after a loss can self-identify and understand why we lost and it does not erode their confidence. Some some of the people on the team, and Coach Prime said this in a presser a couple of weeks ago maybe, that we're not built for this moment yet. Yep. You know, I think that was his quote, like we're not built for the moment. So that after Stanford. After Okay. So like in the moment, some people don't know how to move on from a loss. A loss kind of chinks their armor. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought it was. Shadour can lose a game or throw an interception and he still knows he's badass. Yep. Travis can give up you know, a big play, and he still knows he's badass. Like, some people are able to just, like, go with it. Others are not. And I think what you see in this team, organizationally, yes, everybody leaves. We're going to finish out this season strong and do the damn thing. But individually, I think there are some people in the locker room who don't feel the same way about themselves that they felt when they were 3-0. and Yeah. Yeah. And that that's kind of what I thought. Uh, and it's an important thing to get back. Uh, and I want to see, you know – that happen again this week because they did you know we talked about this yesterday but it's it's just such an important part of this they do have extra time to prepare for ucla shador mm -hmm. has extra time to know what they're going to throw at him mm -hmm. and that should breed back that confidence that this is going to happen mm -hmm. agree with you another fist bump uh last thing from coach brew remember when uh he talked about the guy that he was totally jacked about getting back was Caleb Faria. Yeah, he was Faria. Big on him. Yeah. Faria. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, he's back. He caught the two-point conversion against Stanford. That's about all we saw of him. So he was asked about him today. He said Caleb's done a really nice job. He got in the game, got that two-point conversion. He's healthy and he's done a good job. That's what we got from him. Okay. <laughs> I still want to see them try to run the ball with two tight ends out yeah. there. Um, hey man. Yeah. yeah. Or, heck, give me an extra offensive lineman. No, but... Put but, Bishop in there. That, but, that yeah, you got to. One, one, of the, one of the things when you look at the criticism of the run game, 
uh, at Colorado. And, you know, you talk about 11 personnel, one tight end, uh, one running back in the game. Because of the size and characteristics of our one tight end, you're actually down a blocker, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, that's no shot at Mikey Harrison. Clearly is overachieving with his hands and what he's doing receiving the ball. Yep. But when it relates to run blocking, you have a, de- a deficiency there. So you're actually down a blocker in those kind of schemes. So what, what RK is talking about, man, bolster up with two tight ends set, you know, you got to do something differently this back half of the season because we got to be able to run the ball because we got to be able to control the clock. Controlling the clock keeps the other team off the field, keeps them from scoring. I would love um, them to look at what the Broncos and Sean Payton have done with Jaleel McLaughlin Mm -hmm. and try to recreate some of that stuff for Dylan Edwards Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's not just your traditional, like, classic sweet plays and stuff like that. Like, they're running a little bit of counter and misdirection out of under center that I think could really work for Dylan. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, Dylan had a run today at practice, and my God, it was TCU-esque. Need like that. If we, need can it, just, bro. if we can get that ball to him and that little check down, man, he is gone. Uh, we need him to ball out, man. Uh, Michael Harrison talked after practice. Oh, this is on our YouTube channel, by the way. I'm just going to skim through this one. Again, very disappointed in the first half of uh, or the second half because he said they were dominant in the first against Stanford. Um, he's a California kid. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that, but he's yeah. this is his last time going back to California as a buff. Going back to Cali. Um, the Buffs obviously mm-hmm. moving into the Big 12. Yo, Mikey, wake up. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it, though. Anything else from practice? You know, uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's practice. Yeah. Uh, to, today, we, you know, we're working on some specific things. Uh, so looking forward to seeing tomorrow and all coming together. Teams is hitting the road Friday, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's literally almost game time, man. Like it's it the week goes by fast. We're back in it, <laughs> it goes by fast. Back in it. I'm so happy that we're going to um, warm weather this weekend. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> then we come back and it's like 30. I know. Yeah. We're, gonna we're coming like back two, to snow. <laughs> yeah, we got like two days of extended whatever we're in right now. Fall, yeah. even though it's like warmer than it normally is in the fall here right now. Yeah. Um, and then it's been we're, we're, unbelievable. As for the new guy, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I got here last December, so I experienced winter, uh-huh. but I never got to do the other seasons into this calendar year. And this has been a surprising October. Yep. I'm like, man, this is like, when is it going to get cold? I uh, told you. I'm man. no scientist or expert, but I think we might be moving to a two, a, uh, a two season system. Yep. <laughs> Feels like we're going to go straight from summer into winter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just happened to glance at the bottom of your Juju did practice today. Yeah, had, right. a good, had a good practice. There Thank you, you go. for asking me that, Jake. I got you. No problem. <laughs> shout out Big Teasy. That's my guy. Uh, shout out to Olipop. Also, brand new soda. Tons of different flavors. It's delicious. It's also uh, better for you than regular soda. This is Olipop. M- it is? <laughs> yeah, so is mine. It's got nine grams of probiotics. Uh, it's great for digestive issues. It's also a great mixer uh, for those of you who partake in such festivities. Who would do that? I don't know. I don't know who would add Tito's to Olipop on a live show. I would not. See, people are going to actually think you did do that. I didn't do it. I know you didn't. I didn't make the drink. Use the code DMVR20 for 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including King Super, Safeway, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. Um, RK, you want to tell us about Hero Bread? Hero Bread. Yes, sir. Uh, it is the best alternative 
to bread when you are looking for a low carb option. Uh, if you're out there trying to cut some pounds on one of those low carb diets, there is going to be come a day when you are craving a sandwich. Well, Hero Bread is there to save you because you can have that sandwich without any of the carbs or sugar that comes with the bread that you're normally eating. So hit up our friends over at Hero Bread and get in on some of their stuff because not only do they just have bread, but they also have tortillas mm -hmm. uh, and other things like that. So if you're on a low carb diet, you're trying to stay on it, but you want, you know, a quesadilla. Boom, you can do that with Hero Bread and all of their products. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the DMVR fam 10% off their first order. Just go to hero.co and use our code DMVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's hero.co to save 10%. 10 what are you saying? Hero. I'm saying 10, man. That's 10%. Oh, okay. That's a big 10. Uh, last night was fun. Yeah, it was. A it lot was. of fun. Yeah, it was. Did man. you watch the game? I did watch the game. I did not go. Uh, I was watching on TNT. Mm-hmm. And you guys know where I was during game time because I was texting you. I was in Charles Kelly's defense <laughs> yeah, meeting. Right. And to all the people who were saying, hey, where's Shiloh? Why hit the game? He was in the defensive meeting with me sitting uh, front row you center, go. you know, uh, going over this game with Coach Kelly. So, Was that um, an optional meeting or a mandatory meeting? You know, I don't know anything that Coach Charles Kelly does that's optional. So I'm going <laughs> to vote mandatory. And someone's going to say, well, what about Travis? He plays defense. Look, man, Travis can roll out of bed and do his role on defense. I mean, he's got the one-on-one -on -one guy over there. Yeah. Like, he's not really participating in that zone stuff. He's, like, got that guy. So he can go to the game. I wasn't even thinking about Travis can, when he, I asked that question. He can go to the game with the offensive leader because they didn't have meetings that night. Uh, but Charles Kelly was meeting last night, and that's where Shiloh was and where I was. But we were able to still catch the game. And, man, what a wonderful exposure for the program, for Coach Prime, for Shadur and Travis to be shown that much and the love that LeBron gave them. Yep. Just can't beat it, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I thought it was cooler that, like, Jamal Murray gave him love, but, you know, <laughs> everyone's different. Um, I didn't go to the game. Shout out to Jamal Murray for giving him love. <laughs> One day you'll be the leading scorer in history, and it'll matter, <laughs> like LeBron giving him love. But go right ahead. I, uh, you know, I just – I I venture towards winners, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, LeBron. I would – I would just not last night. Bro. I know, I'm trying to piss I, off the chat. I will bet that shortly after Jamal Murray spoke to them, Travis did not let out schoolgirl squeak yeah. like he did with LeBron. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> um, anyways, I didn't end up going to the game, sadly. And yeah. it wasn't the fault of game time. I was ready to go. And then the person who I was supposed to go with the game bailed. And I, I like, some people would be like, well, I, you could just go alone. Some people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally capable of doing that. I'm not. I'm not going to the game alone. Sorry. So, anyways, I was here at the bar, and it was sick. It was sick. <clears throat> we raised our own banner. Yep. Now, I saw that, man. That was cool. Isn't that sick? Yeah, the little streams go. I was like, look at look These are, like, that. the things of, like, when we... Got a sports bar, yeah, which is like you know every sports fan's dream. Maybe not their number one dream, but everyone thinks about if I had a sports bar, these are the things I would do. That was one of the things I thought of. Was like if I had a sports bar, I would have the banners of the championships, and when we won one, we would have our own banner raising ceremony. Mm -hmm. And so we did it last night, and it was really cool. Um, I love it. As for uh, the game and the guys. It hit me in a whole new way. Like, obviously, I know how big these guys are, and I know they're celebrities, and I know they have, you know, Shador has over a million Instagram followers. But there was something about seeing it through a new lens mm -hmm. of a new sport because we know they're so big in football, and when they're talking football, you talk about these guys. For them to be courtside at a basketball game and for that to be mentioned on the broadcast, yeah. and, I, and I'm just talking about the players for now, 
And then I turn on SportsCenter today, and I kid you not, this is a real thing that was happening. They showed them, it was like part of the lead, they're like, Nuggets, Lakers, Nuggets raising the banner, getting their rings, Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter in the building, and then they started comparing Jamal Murray, they're like, Jamal's like the Shador, um, because he's the playmaker, and he's the quarterback of the offense. And then Joker had a triple-double, so he's kind of doing it on both ends of the floor. He's like uh-huh. Travis Hunter playing both ways, and I was like, this is an unreal stretch that yeah. you guys are trying to yeah. But you know, they asked him that. I don't know if you can hear it in the bar, but the TNT pregame with Travis and Shadour, they had him on and said, who do, would y'all who's, compare us to? Who's your duo, yeah. And they were uh, LeBron and D-Wade. Yep, yep. I but, know you didn't want to hear that, but. No, it's fine. <laughs> but it's just so funny. I'm like, they they like went out of their way to shoehorn Travis and Shador into the segment. Yeah. And I just came away being like, they are like legitimate A-list celebrities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just hit different seeing that on a basketball broadcast and being like, oh, it's equivalent to Jack sitting courtside at a Lakers game. Right. Like, they were they were a part of the story as college football players in Boulder. Uh, they became a part of the story at on a national NBA broadcast. Yep. Uh, the well, the video that was just starting playing there, the one where they meet LeBron like after the game. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. that's when it hit me. Like a reminder, they're just kids. Like, oh yeah, I love the that. look on their faces when LeBron is over there and like Travis's excitement, like after LeBron walks away and they have that moment together, like. These are just 20, 21 year old kids who mm-hmm. just saw like of this sports figure they've watched their entire life go up and say, I'm a fan of you and dap them up. Sure. Damn, and, and LeBron the, has been in the league as long as they've yes, been alive. That's all yeah. they've known for the NBA. Oh my god. And yeah, the impact crazy. that that has on recruiting, man. Yes. Come on. That was what like, I was gonna dude, get to at the end. Like the impact that that has. Can't measure it. Can't put a dollar value on it. Uh, LeBron is unbelievable. Like, you know, I joke, but the fact that he has been in the league for their entire lives mm-hmm. is blowing my mind. And right to now. see him still driving down the lane oh, like yeah. a freight train last night. Yep. He's still he's still special. Yeah. Um, except for when he's getting swatted by Christian. Brown. <laughs> um, dude, yeah. Coach Prime was there, too, though. <laughs> Coach Prime was there, too. In a, in a oh, by the way moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Still rocking the beard. I hope it stays. It's still there today. It was there today. Let's go. Uh, he has done that a couple times after breaks and extended weekends, and he normally takes it off pretty quick. Oh, one last thing on Travis. I haven't seen him get excited over any of the celebrities. Like, I'm obviously not there when the celebrities show up in Boulder. Mm-hmm. But usually when those guys are asked about it, they're like, yeah, we're used to it at this point. Right. I love seeing Travis geeking over I've that. only seen him geek like that with two people. One was LeBron James. The other, his first time meeting Lil Wayne. Otherwise, mm-hmm. only thing that gets him that geeked is when he – Pulls a seven-pound bass out the water when he's fishing. <laughs> like he, that gets him excited. I love that, man. I just love that whole thing, seeing those guys having fun. Um, it's it's great, and it is unbelievable for recruiting. And Coach Prime being there, same thing. Yep. It's amazing. Uh, and then Rod Ward, we talked about it yesterday, but he was, it seemed like he was starstruck, too, just seeing Michael Vick. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy that you kind of lose perspective and forget that these – are still yeah we're in the age of nil and all this but they're not professional players they're still kids at heart like they've got these heroes that are because of coach prime now they know who they are and they get to speak to them and like interact with them it's just for recruiting it does more than i think we know and we'll ever really understand until we're much deeper into this process yep and just in case anyone was questioning it the nuggets aren't going anywhere nope 
No chance, baby. Anything, I love it. <laughs> anything else on ring right? Ring night? Those rings are unbelievable. <laughs> the rings are sick. <laughs> like every year, no matter yes. who wins, the rings outdo the previous ring. They're going to at some point be the size of a hand. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a glove. Yeah, of, it's just like Thanos, you know. Like <laughs> that part of it is out of control. Like, you can't wear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when, when DeAndre Jordan, whose hands are probably twice the size of mine, put that thing on and it still looked like he was wearing like a Volkswagen on his hand. Yeah. I was like, this, this you, couldn't, you couldn't wear this. Like no. you can't like wear that somewhere. Yeah. Whereas uh, like if you see some of the guys, well, uh, you know, like Terrell Davis has sat in this chair before, like he'll just wear his ring to the show and it like, yeah. it looks acceptable yeah. from 20 years ago, 20, <laughs> yeah. 25 years yeah. ago. Nice yeah. class ring. Yeah. But they are so, like, I love that. Like the nuggets added all these little features to it and it mm. slides out way off topic. I do want to point out that the house DJ at the bar today, did not know I was coming. Ah, uh, it's totally different playlist today. Not not my favorite one. Now I'm hearing techno that. or something down there. This is like mid 2010s top 40 stuff. Yeah, yeah. This song not goes. <laughs> Last thing on Travis though, <laughs> and I saw people talking about it on the the video from yesterday about LeBron. He doesn't know how much of a superstar he is at this point. Trav? Yeah. Like to have LeBron just like walk up to him like that, and he's still kind of freaking out. I don't think he realizes that he is him in a lot of people's eyes, not just like CU Buffs fans or college football fans. Yeah, totally. Also, he's, you know, uh, his outfits are being dissected yeah. on social media and yeah. uh, all that stuff. Shador right. didn't wear a watch, I don't think. He didn't, huh? I was, I was looking for that. Yeah. I was like, I wonder what he's going to rock. <laughs> also, one more thing. Sorry, all these great memories from last night are coming back to me. Great night um, last night. Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson went to UCLA. He showed up to the game on the week that Colorado plays UCLA in a Coach Prime Colorado jersey. There it is, man. <laughs> Crazy, there it bro. Is. It supersedes everything that's going on, supersedes college allegiances. We see it in the chat all the time. You know who um, needed some prime effect last night? Philadelphia Phillies. Dude, what was Bryce Harper doing? He showed up Losing. to Game Seven in a in a 76ers jersey. I know the 76ers. Obviously, he's just repping the local squad. The 76ers notoriously have struggled in uh, the playoffs recently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why wouldn't he rock the Coach Prime again? I don't know. It worked so well the first time. Crazy. You might have saw the Stanford game, man. Shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I love that from Peyton Watson, and also he said after the game that. Coach Prime is one of his idols, mm. uh, and that was actually the first time he had had, had a chance to meet him. So Good pretty stuff. cool. Love it. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, you can just bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, the NBA is back. It was it nice back. having the NBA back. I watched the Suns game last night, too. That was a great game as well. Sports Equinox is, is Monday. Is it? It is. What does that mean? It Everything. is the day of the year where all four major sports are not only in season, but they have a game. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be an NBA game, NHL game, NFL game, Monday Night Football, and World Series taking place. <clears throat> we rarely talk about it on this show, but the Avs? Fire. That's a wagon. Dude, what were they down? 3-2 to two and they win the game 7-4? to four? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that? They're unbelievable. They have, they've yet to lose. 6-0. Um, we need a pick of the week also. Pick of the week. Here we go. I'm on the spot. He was ready. (laughs) I got you a pick of the week. The Buffs. 
Mm-hmm. 17 point dogs. Yep. yep. And I will double check to make sure that it is still at that number for anyone who wants to hop on to DraftKings right now and get in on this. 17 point dogs taking on UCLA. Coming off the bye week, Shador with all that extra time to prepare. I believe that this is a bad line. I believe that it's a bad line just the same way that I wasn't sure, but I was so sure that 21 and a half was just too much for TCU. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel that same way again this week. So let's go. Let's go. Uh, I mean, seven, you take the buffs plus 17. If you want the safe bet, if you want to gamble a little and win way more money, take the buffs on the money line. There you go. Which, what are we here for if not gambling? Exactly. Of course. Uh, that big or go home, man. Basketball. When you got a problem, they got that hotline number. Jake knows the number. Every time I'm at the table, when you know, in Vegas, and I say, well, what does the what does the book say to do here? And the the uh, dealer will give me, well, the house says you got to do this, but if you want to gamble, do it. I always uh, say less. Dare to gamble. Say less. <laughs> Throw the book out. Basketball is more fun when you're on the action. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DMVR, and you can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Just for betting $5, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and gambling help resources. Uh, Girls Club mentions that the Prime jersey looks like it was signed. I saw that too. My theory on this is they were selling on like the online store framed signed coach prime jerseys oh really i think that peyton watson broke it out bought one of those and took it out of the frame let's go in case of emergency break glass (laughs) uh then shout out to us if you guys are enjoying the content consider signing up to become a dmvr diehard do that you get a free shirt at sign up you get 20 percent off merch always uh exclusive savings on events you get a physical diehard card you also get access to our Discord. Discord's gotten way more lit over the last year. Discord's banging now. Oh, yeah. Um, you'll get 15% off your tab at the bar, man. That's Ooh, a great yeah. deal. Uh, tons of great stuff. Go to the DMVR.com. Go to the Die Hard section. Sign up today. Also, uh, some of you mentioned about the banners that we need a buffed banner in here. It's coming. I will make that happen. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in charge of the uh, banner printing. And, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, some things I can let slide. This was but not, not one. that. This was not one. I have to put my foot down somewhere. No. You do, man. You were it. a leader who will lead by leading. <laughs> Coach uh, Kelly spoke about Coach Chip Kelly spoke about Coach Prime in Colorado, and there was mutual respect. Love to see it. Love to see it. And uh, you know, I'm trying to remember back to some of the things he specifically said when he was on our show. Uh, at media day but i do remember uh-huh. coming away with it being like he's on the right side of history um it was i not, i do, not if you ask michael vick and Lashawn mccoy <laughs> well Jeez. they are not fans <laughs> that part i agree with they are not fans. Uh, don't ask any eagles fan about chip kelly or a niners fan for that matter 
but I just mean <clears throat> when it comes to his opinions on Coach Prime. He, I, I specifically remember we asked him about the roster turnover and what he thought, and he was like, I don't have time to think about that. <laughs> like, every coach has to do it on their own. Like, yeah. I, I'm not worried about what Coach Prime is doing. A lot of people, he, I think he said something like, a lot of people want to have opinions on that. I don't understand why. Like, Speaking uh, of Chip Kelly be... and Michael Vick, Vick said he may stop by the game Saturday. Let's go. Oh. Hell yeah. Yep. Is he, was he just in for one day? Yeah, he was in doing a segment thing uh, that's coming out in the future with Coach Prime. Nice. Uh, but he's going to be in the L.A. area. He said, I'm, I'm going to try to swing by the game. That's sick. And I'm sure he won't be on Chip Kelly's sideline. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. doubt that. Not friends. Uh, on Coach Prime, <laughs> Coach Kelly said he's great for college football. The attention and the buzz that he's brought to the game is great. I admire him. He's a little bit old school in terms of his approach and in terms of how he does things. He spoke again about the roster turnover. He said, when I came in six years ago, it's crazy he's been at UCLA six years now, by the way. That's what I mean about him not really having it. He hasn't done anything that made you... Bro, they were terrible before they got there. They really weren't. They kind of were. UCLA was completely irrelevant. You put, they still you back are. You're backing down to kind of. They still are irrelevant. <laughs> They're top 25 ranked. I look, I'm over here, man. Yeah. Like, got a five-star QB. Been there I mean, six years. See what, see what we do in less than six All years. I've been saying is that he's just not what he was before. They might win this week. He might have a great game plan. You know, he might do what he does. But he lost his juice. I like Chip Kelly. I liked meeting him. That was cool. And I thought he uh, was still Chip Kelly. Okay, Stan. Good job. I'm, I'm just saying, man. He said, he's, when not, I, he's not still Chip Kelly. When I came in six years ago, you couldn't do that. Now you can. It's just how you do it and how you choose you evaluate the players in the program and see where they are, and then you try to get players to upgrade those positions. That's what Coach Deion Sanders has done. The record speaks for itself. They were 1-11 last year. They've won four games this year. It's working. Thank you, Chip. <laughs> still doesn't sway your opinion, though. Not mine. <laughs> well, I still... I, I, it's not that I don't respect him or what he's done. Like, you know, I, I have uh, appreciation. Like, what he did at Oregon was really special. Mm -hmm. um, I'm was, somewhere between you and Michael Vick. It was <laughs> it was really the only West Coast football on the map at that time. Yeah, true that. Like, mm -hmm. UCLA was down. USC was yeah. down. Um, Oregon was the only one making any noise. And they got all the way to the national title game, didn't get it done. Good. Um, but it, <laughs> I respected that a lot. He went to the NFL, burned a lot of bridges. Made some enemies, and never mm -hmm. he, a little of his shine wore off, and you can't get that back. And I think it's a, a cautionary tale for coaches wanting to jump into the NFL. I I don't get why they want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and what I don't get is not only why they don't want to do it, I don't get why people don't believe Coach Prime when he says he don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like no, it makes all the sense in the world why you wouldn't do it. No college coach should want to do it. The no. money is now the same, if not better. Right. Uh, you have so much more control over who is on your team. It's it's an ego thing, which I totally get, right? You want to go prove that you can do it at the highest level. Um, but it it almost never works. And then, like, people like Urban Meyer, who was a great college coach, ends up looking like an idiot on his way out of coaching. And, he, you know, he did some other things to make himself that look like an idiot. Clown, yeah. But it's just crazy to me, like why anyone would want to make that jump and chip kelly is a perfect example like he yes there's this idea you can always go back right mm -hmm. well he did and he hasn't even come close to the heights that he reached before i remember y'all's faces when i sent y'all the picture of urban meyer in the building that day 
<laughs> what what do you remember about that specifically? That won't help you, man. <laughs> Not I, I. He's the hater. Uh, he wasn't happy. Right? I I was like, man, he's here prepping for the show. No. You know, this was still doing the rumors. People joining the staff. You know, he's a Michigan fan, so he has you know some. He feels a certain type of way about a coach who had so much success about at oh, Ohio please. State. I see Urban for uh, his flaws and his successes. <laughs> this is literally just the opposite of what we were just talking about with Chip Kelly. <laughs> you know, you like who you like, you dislike who you dislike. Uh, you're that's gonna, true. You're going to give true. latitude to who you like. You're going to rein in their leashes when it's someone you I don't just like. remember, like, I tweeted, I posted the quote of what Urban Meyer said about the yeah. boss. And all these people are like, talking about Urban Meyer and what a, what a piece of shit he is and all that stuff. And I was just like, all of that can be true, but I also am interested in his opinion on Colorado football because he knows college football. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Six years, a lot not to show for it, though. Uh, Coach Kelly was asked about Shador. <laughs> he said he's certainly in the conversation as one of the top quarterbacks in the country with the way he's playing. He's got a lot of poise. How he goes is how that offense goes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to look to try and disrupt his timing and the routes, of course, Good getting luck. pressure too. He's right. Everyone's been able to do. <laughs> but he's also been successful. Yep. Uh, there's no better guy under pressure than number two Shador Sanders, man. That's true. You know, leading the nation in sacks and yards. <laughs> so. Um, he was just having a moment right now. I know. By the way, if you're in there chatting it up, hit the thumbs yeah, hit up. The, for hit us. the thumbs up. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and subscribe to the pregame show. Yes, because someone said you still owe us videos. No, we don't. We still have you owe 100K. us subscriptions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're about uh, I'll check, but about 275 or so away. We should and have, come on. We'll when have, we get that 275, y'all are going to see RK. <laughs> Like you've never seen it before. So wait, let's let's do real time numbers here. Let this screen refresh. Yep, two hundred and seventy five more subscribers to the pregame show gets us to hundred k. At hundred k, we release RK in <clears throat> Phoenix like you've never seen it before. Um, and I think we're also gonna splice in the uh, TCU moment as well. Yes, uh. which you've never really seen before because this one includes public vandalism. So. <laughs> 275 away, <laughs> and you get to see a misdemeanor and a couple of felonies. I think the public was vandalized, and I unvandalized it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm on your side. I'm going to defend you. I, um, thought you. I thought you had a right to, it was distasteful art. Yes. You had a right to remove it. <laughs> I think so, too. Community service. Um, we, you know, pregame show on Friday, uh, leading up to the game, that should be the time when, that was, when that's released. Yeah. If nothing else, post-game Saturday... We should be there, and you guys will be up late with us, and you're going to see RK in a toga. I'm sorry, I didn't want to leak it, <laughs> but you're going to see RK. Uh, see, see, now you're going to make – it's going to be a letdown for the people. They're not yeah, going to see I know. me in a toga. You're building it up too much. <laughs> okay, you're going to see Jake in a toga. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, last thing from uh, Chip Kelly, just on Colorado overall. Uh, they have outstanding speed, especially on offense. Dylan Edwards at running back, and then that trio of wide receivers can really run. Uh, Shador has a great grasp of that offense. He doesn't put the ball in harm's way. Uh, defensively, he said they have a good scheme. They got a bunch of guys that run to the football. He said overall, it's a good football team, though. We've heard that before. Yeah, like all of it. Saw one go by about changing offensive line. One key change, Savion is back. Yep. Let's go. Um, big man is back and is going to be playing. So Hopefully that's he puts be the save and Savion. Yeah. <laughs> Savion, the offensive lineman, not to be confused with Savion, the running back. Yep. Both are healthy. So that's a dramatic change. 
Uh, y'all want some notes on this team? Sure, sure. I'll say one thing about Chip Kayla. I know, Kelly, I know you and I were going back and forth teasing, but guys, man, great coach, offensive genius. One of the things that we got to be aware of, I discipline-wise with the linebacker unit, man, one thing that Chip Kelly loves, he may not always have the fastest, most athletic quarterback, but there's always a quarterback run in there. Yeah. You know, where he just mm-hmm. finds that crease and the linebackers are out of place. And here was perfect coverage downfield, and the quarterback runs one for like 18 yards. Yep. Like, we got to watch that this weekend because it is just a Chip Kelly theme, man, is what he does. Um, this team right now is 5-2. and two. They lost in week four to Utah at Utah. Mm-hmm. That was a just a dogfight. 14-7 was the final score. Wow. Utes over them. They had the big win the week after over Washington State, beat them by eight, and then they took on Oregon State in Corvallis. They lost 36-24. to Had the big win over Stanford last weekend. Um, again, we talked about it yesterday. We don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback. Could be Dante Moore. Could mm-hmm. be Ethan Garbers. UCLA this season is 5-0 and when they score at least 25 points. Um, they started 3-0 at home for the second consecutive season, looking to go 4-0 with the Buffs coming to town. Which is crazy with no home field advantage at all. Yep. Write this down. I know we saved this kind of stuff for Fridays. Mm-hmm. We get 110 yards on the ground, we win. Mm. Love it. A magic number. Yep, 110. I wanted to go with 99, but I'm going to go over 100. We If we go, we go 110 on the ground. That's it? Yep. That's all it's gonna take. This right. is a team they're used to holding people, I think, around 80 yards a game. Yeah. You know, so they they they're stout in stopping the run. And I just look at what those extra 20 or so yards do clockwise, keeping their offense off the field, you know, giving dime time. You know, I'm, I'm coming on board, giving dime time his time to do his thing. Um, but I will say we have to try to deliberately run, not just, you know, RPO stuff and not just checking out of stuff. Like we need to line up and be like, you know what? We're going to run the ball three plays in a row. Don't care what happens. Uh, I'm not going to hit all of these. I want to save some of this for the pregame show. But um, this defense is really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the Pac-12, they rank first, 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 first. The only thing they rank second in is third down percentage. They are first in takeaways, first in points per game allowed, first in total yards allowed, in rushing yards per game allowed, and passing yards allowed. This is UCLA's best scoring defense through seven games since 1988. Wow. They're only allowing 14.9 points per game. They allowed 14.1 points per game in that season. UCLA is 19-1 and under Chip Kelly when they hold opponents under 20 points. Well, let's go 21. I mean, you're going to win a lot of college football games. That's true. Putting yeah. someone under 20 That's points. That's true. And when you look at the averages, I know we're going to deep dive on the pregame show, uh, the DMVR pregame show for the game. When you look at the averages, man – one of the things we got going for us, what they're averaging on offense is right around what we give up. What they're holding people to on offense is about half of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So if we can exceed what they typically hold people to, we're going to win the game. But if they if they stifle our 400-yard game offense down into 200s, we're going to have it's going to be a long day. <clears throat> and you you got to have uh if you if you think the Buffs are going to win this game, you believe that Sean Lewis spent the, the bye week scheming some stuff up yep Mm -hmm. Um, because he's you get two weeks to look at this team remember i talked about uh, after the tcu game the money plays Mm -hmm. yeah he was a hundred percent on those in that game because he knew what they were going to do in big situations and so he knew exactly what to call he should have that opportunity if the buffs win it's because they nailed the money plays uh and and they 
he and Shador together got in their bag a little bit during the bye week. Yep. And flipping at the defense, we have got to – this has got to be the game that we get off the field on third down the most we've done all season. Like, we cannot have extended drives against this team. We can't give them continued opportunities. You know, typically – We've been good at third down, but maybe giving up a big play on second down or something. Like, we have got to rule out the big plays. Uh, and when you talk about hopefully Sean Lewis spent time on, on that checklist, you know, hopefully we got covering these slants figured out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they have two explosive guys, and we're getting their numbers and their records later, but we got about two guys we got to stop. If yep. we stop those two, we win the game. <clears throat> on that side of the ball, uh, this team averages 31.3 points per game. That's only eighth in the Pac-12. 31 mm. points a game. That's 45th in the country, though. Wow. That's how good the Pac-12 is this year. Isn't it unbelievable, man, that in the, the year that the Pac-12 dies, so it's many crazy. teams were ranked. It's oh, crazy. And continue to still be ranked. Best year in conference history. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the quality of football that's being played. Yep. I mean, even just like, that's, you know, I talked about this game a little bit earlier in the week, but like you turn on ASU Washington this weekend, it was just such a, a good dog game. fight. Yeah, yeah. such a good game. Um, what was it? Washington State and who played this weekend? Mm, I, don't I know remember. Washington might have got a little help staying undefeated. That was, yeah. that was definitely a pass interference. Oh, the pass interference. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there's something about missing a call. Then there's throwing the flag and yeah. picking it up on yeah. a missed call that looks so much worse. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know you saw that man's hand all the way inside that other man's jersey. So yeah. what, what, to what the did, point it was stretched. What so. did the other ref come up and say to him that convinced him that he didn't almost rip his shirt off? Maybe right. something along the line. And this is a joke, y'all. Maybe something along the lines of, hey, man. We only got the one Pac chance. The Pac-12 is like eating each other up. Yep. No. We got one chance. It happens these every guys. year. Like, we got to have one team undefeated. Yeah. When there's something that obvious, yeah. the flag is on the field, and then the flag is picked up, we are left to wonder if that's what the conversation mm -hmm. is. That's yeah. the problem. It was Blake, man. I mean, we... Chad Oregon had the, and Washington State. That was also a good Yeah. Game. Chad had the comment earlier in, in the show, though. We tried to tell you all about the Pac-12 refs before the season, you man. Oh, yeah. you, you guys have been trying to clue me. I'm new. You've been, and I was like, "There's no way it's worse than the swag." And I can Bro. sit here after the bye week, midway through the season, and unequivocally tell y'all, Pac-12 officiating is worse than swag officiating. It's terrible. It's I, pretty bad. That's surprising. Not because of, I just thought everyone thought that their conferences officials were the worst. No, nah, now that I've seen both, like this is even like game management, game floor yeah, wise, in, just incompetence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not even like bad calls. It's you know like organization stuff. Yeah, we have like three minute conversations on the field during the Stanford <laughs> game. Like no one knows what's going on. We're I mean, just waiting for them. We talk a lot about players getting paid and how important you know those types of things are to the game. Refs need to be full time employees. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, and, All for that. You know this sport is generating enough money for that to be done, and until that is done. We will continue to get extremely in, uh, inconsistent and poor officiating, that. and that that goes for the NFL too. Yep. Uh, like, what are we doing? Uh, the NFL has been pretty bad this year too with officiating. Yep. Very bad, actually. Yep. Also, we got to stop letting sixty-year-old men spot the ball from twenty <laughs> yards away. <laughs> yes. When are we putting a computer chip in the goddamn ball and just spotting it? Like based they on literally where it is. did a whole broadcast on Nickelodeon that showed all of the players, but they were cartoons. Yes. Yeah. And they moved exactly the yes. same way, which yeah. tells you we know exactly where the ball is at all times. Yes. Yeah. 
So let's line that up with some chips in the knee pads yeah. and all the elbow, whatever, and put uh, put a chip in the ball so we can spot the ball exactly. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like uh, Ultron told the Avengers, y'all had the greatest substance ever known and made a frisbee with it. <laughs> like, just you, you got it, but you just ain't got it, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> we gotta stop. The spotting the ball is even worse in college football than it is in the NFL. Oh yeah, college football they just round up to the nearest yard. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, give it to him. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you touched on it offensively. Um, the receivings, those receivers, J. Michael Sturdivant, um transferred in from Cal, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he is a beast, man. They've they got also. Some- Got some big. Did you see where two of our receivers uh, out of the top fifty receiving duos in college football? Yeah, yeah the big, game, big boomer. game boomer. Yeah, yeah. We well, number five, I think. Without Travis in there. Yeah, it was uh, it was Zay Jimmy and, and Zay. Jimmy and Zay Horn. Yeah. Um, Zay Horn. Zay Horn. <laughs> Jimmy. That's like saying Jimmy Weaver and Zay Horn. <laughs> Zay Weaver and Jimmy Horn were in the top five. Yep. Uh, just some quick stats offensively. Um, in each of their five wins, uh, they've gone over 400 yards. They average 463 yards a game. That's 18th overall in the country. Only 248 passing yards per game, though. A lot of it's done on the ground. 215 yards per game on the ground. And I, say, I think that's the key for us because I'm sitting here laughing because this is ridiculous for me to find this humorous, but it's like humorous with a pain. That's still under what we allow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is – so it's like they yeah. can get theirs – and it still falls below what we have typically given up in one games with. The Buffs are averaging. Oh no, it is a it is ahead. We're not as what bad. At, well, the Stanford game actually helped because they just threw the ball on us. Yeah, they didn't run it too bad, so they're only giving up 157 per game now. But still, uh, this is very much a rushing team under Chip Kelly. It has been the last few years. Yep, gotta stop sunshine. <laughs> yeah, Carson Steele. Yeah. Um, mm. they have given away the ball 13 times. That's 102nd in the country. Of course, the quarterbacks have played a big role in that. They've had three different guys in there playing. Yeah. Uh, Stanford was their first game without a turnover this season. Wow. So might be time for the Buffs to get back on track in that department. <clears throat> Interesting. Yep. And Look for some D line play this weekend. I yep. feel as though that the Buffs since week one, when focusing on on the run, have done a pretty decent job of stopping mm-hmm. it. Um, you saw it in the first half against Stanford. Um, you saw it against Arizona State, mm-hmm. and you saw it against Nebraska. Of hey, look, if we can stop the run, we're gonna have a great chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. Well, they did it in all three, uh, at least to to an extent. To give themselves a chance to win those games, so absolutely. Hopefully, this week is a, is another one in that absolutely. category. Because I, you know, I know the uh, what's the guy, the Arizona State guy, Scadaboo. Pe- I was about to say Peekaboo. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much we stopped him, or they just didn't utilize him. That but crazy. that was a game where we were expecting heavy run, beefed up for, it, but they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, um, yeah, like okay, I like I like I like the stats you're giving, man. I got you. I. Scadaboo was incredible in that game against Washington. He was. Yes. He was great. Dude, he's. Yes. I don't. I still look back on that game and I'm like, what were they doing? Also, Conyers looked good in that game. Yeah. Yep. And they didn't really use either of them against CU. I think they outcoached themselves, man. I, I think they just sat there and said, they're expecting our guy, our workhouse, workhorse to work. We're going to show y'all. We're yep. not going to use him. Also, the balls on their defensive coordinator to just be like, we're going to run zero blitz. Like, Five out of every six plays yeah. <laughs> against uh, against Washington. It, it was so entertaining to watch. They're sending like triple A got pressure. Yeah, 
two linebackers and a safety just yep. right at the center. I was like, this is in- this is insane, but I love it. Penix was rattled for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, how could he not be? Yeah. He's got a guy in his face one second after every snap. Yep. All right. Uh, shout out to Illegal Pete's. Legal Pete's. Uh, love Illegal Pete's, man. You don't take me there like you used to. I just, just went yesterday. Not a complaint. I know. I just went yesterday, though. I didn't. I can't do it two days in a row. I even went twice yesterday. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I made Jake come with me for yeah. dinner. <laughs> uh, Illegal Pete's and O-Pen are both old school Denver brands. They have finally collaborated with their Queso Pen. Let's go. Big Queso Pen guy, Neely? You know, I love the way you describe it, man. Like, it's like it's just, it is cheese and convenience, like my two favorite things. Um, bring in your queso pen to Illegal Pete's, and you can get a free small chips and queso. Shout out to Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And shout out to Foco. Foco's getting a lot of run lately with those overalls. Yeah, I'm They're seeing those everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Got to get the Buffs ones. Yep. Yeah. You can get 10% off, too. Yes, sir, you can. Um, How do they do that? Well, you go to foco.com, use the non-pre-sale code DMVR, you can get 10% off. Uh, They got the Buffs. They got the Broncos. That's an assist. They got the Nuggets. They got all sorts of teams. Wherever you're from, they've got you covered. They have our back for Colorado Sports, and they have yours too. Again, use the link in our description. Use that code DMVR, and you'll get 10% off non-pre-sale items. My man, Jake. Jake, can I tease something for the next show? Go for it. <laughs> you know, we're going, to, we're going to deep dive, but I got to tell you guys, y'all remember, in the crowd, the chat has reminded me, in the DMs and the emails mm-hmm. have reminded me that Neely said Stanford was a must win. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if I said that game was a must win and we didn't win it, what does that mean about the next game? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, we're running out of games. We got to get two, fellas. Yep. All right, two what's up, five. chat? Love to see more. 429 likes. We can get to 600 by the end of the show. Crush the like button. Neely, how do you, how are you feeling with the Antoine Hill commitment? I'm loving it, man. You know, I am ecstatic. Yeah. You got to. Everything he brings to the table. Um, we'll get to learn this offense, see it. <laughs> You're, once again, the only head coach in America with a gold jacket. You talk about the stars lining up, man, for the future in Boulder, Colorado. It's it's a lot of love to go around with that commitment. Did you get to meet Antoine? I did. Uh, what was the Stanford. game before Stanford game? He was here. Yes. Yeah. Cool kid. Man, you know, uh, not only cool kids got some size on them. You know, yes, you he see does. These, yeah, you see these guys like on Instagram, and you have no juxtaposition of who they're around. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you walk up on him, he's like, "Man, this guy's face look familiar." And then you see like the recruit tag on his, you know, his his uh, credentials. It's like, man, I did not know he was this tall in person. Yeah. Like he's not gonna have a problem seeing over a line. One of these days, now is not the time. Um, sometime between now and when Antoine Hill gets on campus, mm-hmm. I would love to hear Coach Prime talk about what it's going to be like for him having a different quarterback that is not his son. It's going to be interesting. Uh, because he has been coaching football for a long time, and yet all of or most of those games Shador was the starting quarterback for. And if you go way, way, way back, Shiloh was the quarterback. Fun fact. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and then yeah. Shador just passed him up, basically. Yep, Shador was playing defensive end a lot then. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yep, and they, and they switched. So, But it will be interesting to see him and his his 
fingerprints and molding. And I think what would you know is clearly, you know, Shadur has some genetic favorability that the three of us just don't have. Uh, but his work ethic and then the coaching behind it, if you're a guy coming in following him, you got to love the roadmap, the blueprint that's in front of you. Like, yep. you got a head coach that can coach it. Yep. I'm excited to see it, honestly. I think he's, you know, we've seen him bring in Travis, like one of his own sons. Mm -hmm. I could definitely see that for Antoine. Totally. Great like, point. I think they could continue the walk down the field. Like the, you know, the walk down, it's him that's being. That's, I like that. I like that visual. Like, obviously he's not his son. But yeah. like having that talk, like checking in with the actual person and then on the way back, you're talking to the player. I will make this commitment. If the Lord blesses me to be here and Antoine doesn't do that walk, I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will go. walk down to the goal line with Coach Prime. All right, there you go. And walk back. <laughs> we'll go down as father and son and come back as QB and coach. <laughs> and then I'm going to get some nachos. <laughs> uh, Big TZ, our guy, said, Neely, I watch read comments. I personally tune to your media day coverage because I want to see who's asking the vibe of the room when Coach Prime answers. I watch all the shows under the pregame show umbrella. Oh, man, appreciate that. Big teaser. You know, one of the things we try to do, and you know, here's what I love about the pregame show press conference camera angle. It features these guys every week. Yeah. And their beautiful facial expressions at the media <laughs> questions. <laughs> you didn't like that. Uh, you, can't, you guys should never play poker because you can't. You, you cannot hide your faces. Brian didn't like that I said it. he wasn't grinding. Or what did I say? This was some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jake shared your video on Instagram. I saw. And he and had tagged, your A-Dog in it. Tagged at Alyssa. We're That's locked -dog. in. Yeah. I'm literally right there. Yeah. No, I saw. I, I, I wasn't locked in. Let me tell you what I, what I thought. You spot on. Because it got my attention, so I tried to zoom in to see, like, What's maybe wrong you were, with yeah, RK? like, why didn't, you know, yeah. he's not locked <laughs> Me too. In. Yeah. Me too. Sorry. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> hey, shout out to Erica Brown. Uh, you remember the pastor you cussed at? Pastor Smith? Huh, no, Just, a, just a reminder. <laughs> Coach Prime was able to FaceTime with uh, one of his church members who, you know, according to right here, is her grandma. They had a real good conversation, and Coach Prime posted it to his Instagram. Wow. Like, he always beautiful. takes time out during the day to do stuff like that, man. Yeah. Like, I don't it's know amazing, how he finds man. the time, but he does it. And Travis was, like, playing football with the neighborhood kids yeah. <laughs> during the bye week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love stuff like that, man. He's the best. Uh, the Beck's family ballers with the Super Chat said, I saw the guys at the Denver game last night. Are these guys ready and focused for Saturday? I hope so. Absolutely. You can't, you know, read into two guys going to a basketball game as to suggest that they're not focused on the game. They are, are college two, students. Yeah. You know, they have lives outside of football. The offensive side of the ball did not have meetings last night. Uh, the guy that would have been there, the defensive side, Shiloh, was at his meeting. So the guys who were off went to the game. The guys who were not off went to meetings. They're dialed in, locked in, man. There's nothing wrong with Tuesday going to a basketball game, man. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. this was Friday night. Okay, let's sure. talk about it. But it was Tuesday. We haven't even left, left to go to California yet. Yeah, and the, this question was phrased in a fair way. It was. Um, but I have seen other people saying, like, wow, this is what these guys are doing instead of preparing for the game. And my response to that, not to this specific comment, is, like, 
do you do your job 24 7 or <laughs> yeah. do you go home and watch tv or yeah. go out to dinner with your I've family seen people or, question like hey how'd they get courtside one I do not know, but I do know this. With their NIL valuations, hell, if they paid for them, they can afford them. Yeah. yeah. Like, stop pocket-watching and player hate, man. Well, Celebrate. <laughs> hey, man, I, I want to add something, but that was <laughs> – I don't think I need to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the point I'm making is you – not only can you do things outside of football, you should Absolutely and need to do should. things outside of football. For sure. Uh, and I just love seeing those guys. That's like when Coach Prime life and, and had dinner with the 76ers saying that he's not focused. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to eat. Yeah. They're f- he just ate with some NBA players and talked to them. Exactly. They're, they're focused. Uh, and also, like, I believe they were there. It was like they, they were there on behalf of Bleacher Report. That's what they were doing, that mm-hmm. Q&A. So, I mean, they could do an NIL deal with Bleacher Report for that, you know, thing. Yes. Bleacher Report can say included is going to be your tickets. It's all fair. Yep. All fair in college football. Yeah, finally. Hey, and, you know, speaking of, you know, that kind of thing, as we go to UCLA, shout out to the old Bannons, man, who made all this happen. You know, for the youngsters out there, Google basketball, UCLA basketball, when the O'Bannon brothers could get paid off their likeness and they sued. (laughs) And it only took like 30 years later, but here we are. Yep. But that's where it started. Uh, what's this next question? This is great. Steven says, speaking of signed jerseys, did you read the ESPN article about Coach Prime and the Kyle Shanahan story? I'm just I reading know. it. I did not. I'm reading it right now. So I guess uh, when Kyle was a ball boy with the Bron- or with the Niners, mm-hmm. uh, when Mike was there as the offensive coordinator, he put in a request to get a gift for a signed jersey by Deion Sanders at the okay. time. Um, and so here's the quote. Uh, I guess Kyle didn't. So he was approached to sell it, and he didn't. So <laughs> Coach Prime, or I guess Dion, comes up to him the next day at practice. Dion sees Kyle and points at him and kind of motions Kyle to come over to where he is. This is Mike Shanahan, by the way, saying this. And in that voice he has when he's really asking a question, Dion goes, did I understand this right? Did I hear this right? Did you have some guy come up to you last night in the restaurant and offer you 200 bucks for my jersey and you wouldn't sell it to him? Kyle says he refused to sell it, and Dion looked at him and says... I'm going to teach you some business. Number one, I get these jerseys for free. All you had to do was sell it. Come to me and get another one, and I'll sign it. <laughs> Dion just keeps going, says to Kyle, hey, you have to recognize business opportunities. <laughs> How old is Kyle in this story? Um, this was back in... Oh, he's got to be like... I mean, 49ers before he was head coach at Denver. So really young. Yeah, yeah he's got like like 13 ball boys, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. even younger than that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, great story. It is so painful to me that the two arguably best offensive minds in the NFL right now went Bro. to high school within a 10-mile radius of where we were sitting do right we now. Do we have to do this right now? <laughs> <laughs> and I advocated for both of them to become the head coach when that cycle was around. I will. More McDaniel than oh. Kyle Shanahan because Vance Joseph was in that cycle, and he's a buff, so I was also excited about that we should tip of the spear man we should have hired kyle shanahan that That one that one is the most like it was obvious it was right there they actually interviewed him we don't have to make this a bronco i know we i can't do it m cars travis j was in his engagement he was at practice uh team defensive meeting last night sitting front row you know learning his assignments for this game looking for him to have an impact man there you go Connor's asking, are away fans allowed to join the DMVR tailgate and will I have to pay more? Uh, yes, you're allowed to come. We'll decide. 
Just uh, yeah, be prepared. We'll decide later how much you charge. You get charged. <laughs> I love this guy. Matt Manning with the question for each of us: Who do you think is the next commitment to drop post AJ? Hmm. I mean, we we're completely guessing on this one. Yeah, right? I mean, like completely because it's a list of a hundred that you'd be yeah. choosing from. I'm manifesting Boo Carter. Hmm. I mean, I'll co-sign it just to get it over with because, I mean, it literally could be <laughs> one from 100. Yeah. Give me Jordan Seaton. Big offensive tackle. That'd be mm-hmm. huge. That would be good. Two great names. Chat GPT Sports, fan of the show. Which position group has a lot more to prove this weekend against UCLA? Offensive All line. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to go opposite you because of what you, the stats you just closed on their run game. I think this is an opportunity for the D-line to prove something. Okay. Fair uh, enough. One thing about the O-line, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And I actually agree with you. But the O-line <laughs> has been what they've been all season. Yes. And we have found a way in spite of or because of or whatever of to still get it done through QB1. If they run the ball like your stats just said, the D-line has got to step up mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't let Neely get away with this, so I will later give an actual answer. But all of these position groups have a lot to prove. I love yeah. it. All of them do. Yep. The rules um, do not apply to RK. But I will p- apply my own rules to myself <laughs> and say that uh, that the running backs have a lot to prove. Yes. It's I another like good one. one. I like all three of these answers. Another good one. Uh, Jay with the super chat. Antoine Hill wears two in high school. It's only right. Mm. Love it. There you go. Here he is. Justin with the last minute super chat. Much love from Alabama. My son thanks you guys for the prayers. Dandy Walker Warrior, Unk, shout out, shout out him. Shout out his name. His name is Michael. Michael, what up, man? Let's get it done. <laughs> shout out to you, and Michael. I like Alabama, man. I love Alabama. So Justin is not going to appreciate this joke, but I only <laughs> joke with people I love, and I love Justin. So here's the joke. Here's what I love about Alabama. We're 49th, they're 50th. Like, they make Mississippi look a little bit better than we are. <laughs> God bless Alabama. In what exactly? In all categories. <laughs> We're right there together. We fight for 48th, 49th, and 50th in just about every damn thing. I have spent more time in Alabama than I have spent in Mississippi, but I Same. have enjoyed that time. Yeah, Alabama's a cool state, man. You know, when you look at that Gulf Coast, right before you go into the Florida Panhandle, you know, they got the nicer beaches than Mississippi has coast-wise as far as the water quality and that kind of stuff because we got islands and erosion. And shout out to Bama, man. Yeah. One really cool part of this job and just existing in the sports world is getting to see places uh, like Mobile, Alabama, which I probably mm-hmm. never would have been to mm-hmm. yep. if it weren't for the Senior Bowl being there. And Great like, town. You get to just experience Amazing town, yeah. a different yep. type of, of you know culture and um, traditions and different things like that. You know, like I would have never known that Mobile – Claims they started Mardi Gras. And, and it ain't a claim. Yeah, like... like no, it's factual. Mardi Gras started in Mobile, man. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You would just assume it started in New Orleans. Speaking of New Orleans, that's where I go after the Senior Bowl, and that's another great place. <laughs> it is a great place. And connectivity-wise, New Orleans has been trying to steal the Senior Bowl, and Mobile ain't having it. See, I, I hate that. I don't want that to happen. Like, no. These things should... Like, that's... The Senior Bowl is mobile. It is, exactly. Mm-hmm. They do a great job hosting it, too, man. Yep. Great job hosting it. Looking, have some looking buffs at, out. Damn right we're going to have some bus there. Zay Weaver for sure. Yep. No doubt. We could actually, maybe we can, hmm, can combine our trip to Mississippi, Senior Bowl. I love this it. This is what I like to hear. I love it. Love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. You guys, yep. 
roll into Jackson. We take a little short drive to Mobile, hit the Senior Bowl, cut across the coast, hit the casinos in Biloxi, Mississippi, <laughs> oh, Bow yeah. Revage, MGM property. And then uh, going down to the Big Easy, the Big Greasy, New Orleans. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. It's going to be a good 10 days, boys. <laughs> Uh, Justin says, my son has a rare brain disease. He watches you guys with me. He is four. I live in Foley. I, I remember him. I think Justin yeah. super chat us before. Foley, Alabama. Uh, People go there for the shopping, if I'm not mistaken, Justin. Mm. I think that's where like all the outlet malls are in Foley. And people drive from all over the South to go shopping in Foley, Alabama. <laughs> Love it. Fun fact. Uh, prayers up for you guys, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else, guys? Hey, someone asked, is anybody in Brazil in the chat? And if so, let us know, because we were certainly road trip there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can road trip, but we'll make it there. <laughs> we got people from all over watching, man. Yeah, we do. It's crazy. You're all crazy, right. Jake. You're crazy, Unc. Good show, guys. Um, I think so. We'll be back tomorrow. I don't know if we have a guest or not. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, and then we'll be back Friday. Friday. Team Hotel or somewhere about in L.A.? Uh, Friday's going to be a long day. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. <laughs> Shout out to uh, RK Travel Agency. Nope. Y'all be sure nope, to use nope, them for nope, all your nope, trips. Nope, he is nope, not nope. taking responsibility I for this. I'm assigning it. 0% responsibility for the poor travel schedule that we were handed <laughs> because it literally had nothing to do with me. No, nope. well, I'm, I'm pinning it on you. You're doing it in a solid by not saying his name, too. I w I, yeah, I'm not a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you, it wasn't me. Well, if I knew the name, I'd say it. <laughs> All right, see you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. You! <laughs> <laughs>